Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Joining me is Lori Smith and and her attorney, Jake Warner, from Alliance Defending Freedom. On an upcoming case, there has been a press release that has given that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case of Lori Smith. It's called Creative or 303 Creative versus Alanis. And so before we begin our discussion, again, Lori Smith, um, Jake Warner, thanks so much for being my guest. Thank you for having, Thanks for having us today. You are so welcome. And 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 Jake, tell us a little bit about this case. Um, what's what's going on? What's at issue? Well, Lori Smith is a Colorado website designer. She owns 303 Creative, and she can tell you a little bit more about her business. But a few years ago, she wanted to start creating beautiful graphics and websites celebrating God's design for marriage between a man and a woman. But when she looked around, she saw what her state was doing to people like Jack Phillips, punishing them, prosecuting them all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, trying to force them to say things that they don't believe. And she wondered, could this happen to me? And um, instead of uh, waiting back for her state to come after her, she decided to challenge this unconstitutional application of a Colorado law that would force her to say things she doesn't believe about marriage. And unfortunately, at the lower courts, uh, she lost. Um, But uh, thankfully, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided to hear Lori's case, and oral argument will be heard later this fall. And, And really what's at stake at this case, what's at stake in this case is the right of every American to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. That's what the First Amendment promises, and that's what we're hoping the U.S. Supreme Court will affirm um, later when it makes its ruling. Now, again, how is this case different from Jack's case, and what will the outcome? What outcomes might it produce if, in fact, the court finds in Lori's favor? Well. For over 10 years now, Jack has been arguing that free speech is for everyone. Colorado prosecuted him all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. But the free exercise violation was so clear in Jack's case. You remember state officials compared him to to Nazis and slaveholders and and treated him worse than all other cake artists in the state, denying him freedom that they extend to others. Well, Lori's case presents the exact issue that the Masterpiece Cake Shop left off. Can the government force someone to express a message that goes against their deeply held beliefs? And if the Supreme Court rules for Lori, we think it's going to be a win not only for Lori but a win for all Americans because a rule that would protect Lori would be a rule that would protect, for example, a website designer who identifies as LGBT. We don't think the government should force them to promote messages that go against their beliefs. So a win for Lori is a win for everyone, and that's because the First Amendment protects the right of every American to say what they believe without fear of government punishment. Now, like Jack, Lori, you are a self-described Christian, a person who believes in Jesus and, and, and are a Jesus follower. Does your religious beliefs enter into your position that you're taking? You know, when I started my business, over a decade ago, I, I started my business because I really wanted to pour my time and my talents and my passion into promoting things that I really care about. And I do this every day through my custom graphics and websites. And it's imperative to me that every graphic I create, every custom website I design, 
that anything I, I put out there is glorifying and honoring to our creator. And so as a believer in Jesus Christ, that is my first priority. And so so for the- instance, for instance, like most artists, you can't promote every message. If a person uh, was was wanting a swinging website of of uh, sexual promiscuity and said, "Hey, uh, Lori, I want you to create a swingers website for me," you would say, "This is outside of my purview, and that's not something I'm comfortable doing." In other words, are you have the right? Are, are there certain things that you wouldn't do under any circumstance? Well, sure. There, you know, <laughs> if I were to ever receive a request uh, that was anti-American or that denigrates people, including those who identify as LGBT, those are requests that I, I certainly will have to um, pass on. But for me, it's my my work. What I love most about what I do is I have the opportunity every day to work with a variety of people. And I really enjoy that. I love um, working with people from all walks of life, including those who identify as LGBT. And when someone approaches me for a project, um, it's I have to determine whether or not um, the message is something that is in alignment with my beliefs. It's, mm-hmm. it's never about the individual requesting the work, but the message that I'm being asked to promote and pour my time and talents into. Now, one of the things that I found really interesting, uh, Jake Warner, is that several groups filed amicus briefs, friends of the court, so to speak. Um, But these include other artists, publishers, and even LGBT advocacy organizations, legal scholars. Were you surprised that even certain LGBT advocacy organizations said, what's happening to Lori is wrong? I wasn't surprised at all, and the reason for that is we truly believe here that free speech is for everyone. A win for Lori is not just a win for those who agree with her on issues like marriage and gender. It's truly a win for all Americans, including those who disagree with her on life's biggest issues. Like I said earlier, we don't think the government should force an LGBT web designer to promote websites that uh, promote marriage uh, against their beliefs. So free speech is for everyone, and and I think we saw a large amount of support for that um, because this is something that everyone should be able to get behind. And when do you anticipate the court hearing this case? It hasn't been scheduled yet, but we anticipate that it will be scheduled later this fall, sometime after Thanksgiving, and we expect a decision sometime before the end of next June. Now, obviously, her speech isn't unique. I mean, obviously, when the Constitution was written, there was no such thing as an Internet. But uh, is it your understanding that the court has already said written text, oral statements, television, radio broadcast, Internet posting is what what is what's posted on the Internet? Is it protected speech? The court has long held that all of those things are protected speech, words, pictures, films, all of that is protected speech. And everyone agrees that what Lori creates, her graphics, her website designs, that it is actually speech. Indeed, even the court below that ruled against Lori said that, yeah, everything that Lori does is pure speech. The court just said that the state could compel it. And that was wrong. That's against the First Amendment. And that's why we appealed up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I think the court understands the significance of the lower 
court's decision here. No government should compel anyone to say something that they don't believe, and I, I trust and hope that the court's going to get this one right. So if the opposition – and this is a hard question, Jake Warner, and I don't mean it to be anything other than a hard question. What are the strengths of the opposition's argument, and what are the weaknesses? Why is it that the Tenth Circuit said two to one – no, we can compel under these circumstances because the LGBT uh, minority is under such duress and and persecution that we can compel citizens to do. Uh, in other words, why is this an extraordinary circumstance of compulsion? Well, it's extraordinary here because the law is compelling speech. No matter whether the challenge law can be uh, constitutionally implied in, in many other circumstances, what it can't do is compel speech, and that's exactly what Colorado officials are trying to do, not only uh, against people like Jack Phillips, but they're threatening Lori Smith with this. Yes. And when the government uses these laws to compel speech, they've uh, exceeded their constitutional authority, and they've violated the First Amendment. Now, as I alluded to earlier, the Supreme Court has applied the First Amendment generously, the protections generously to things like hate speech and blasphemy and vulgar speech and video games and, and things that might seem to be an offensive level of violence and even um, sexual content. Can you imagine in any world where... Lori Smith's speech is not protected. It would be a very dangerous place, a place that uh, that we would not be familiar with here in America for over 200 years now. We've enjoyed the right to say what we believe without fear of government punishment, and, and I truly believe a, a win for Lori is a win for all Americans. But if this decision went the other way, it would be it would have some drastic consequences for free speech in America. You could have the government conceivably force a Democratic speechwriter to write speeches promoting the Republican platform. You could compel um, a Muslim singer to uh, sing at a, at a church Easter service. You could compel all kinds of speech that is just uh, – that's not right. That offends the conscience of speakers around the country, no matter what views you take on some of these important issues. Now, we hope and we trust that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to rule in favor of Lori, and in so doing, we believe the court is going to uphold the freedom of every American to say what they believe without fear of government punishment, because the First Amendment really does promise them that. Well, and again, I'm thinking about conscience and I'm thinking about religion. Does conscience and religion freedoms play any role in this case? And will there be both either intended or unintended consequences for those people who value religious freedom? Well, the court is specifically addressing whether the government can compel someone to say what they don't believe. Certainly, Lori is a Christian, and um, her editorial decisions uh, about the content that she promotes, it's filtered through her faith. But other people have different faith, of course, or even no faith at, at all. all. Yeah. And uh, a win for Lori would, would truly protect them too because the First Amendment ensures that the government can't force them to say things that go against their deepest conviction. So uh, we're hoping that by the end of next June, um, people like Lori and also those who have wholly different views on some of the biggest issues that we wrestle with culturally, that we'll all have the freedom to say what we believe without fear of punishment. Well, we wish you well. And 
Lori, again, thank you so much for coming on. Again, we hope and pray that God in his grace and his mercy is going to see you through this. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much for having us on today. Well, you are welcome. God bless you both. Thanks, Gina. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.